charged. But All right. I'll I'll, I'll start with uh I'm just gonna put in an intro to so I can put it in somewhere. Uh coming up on verse course verse. Hey, we did we don't always know when it's gonna be a two parter, people. But I don't I mean we should have seen this coming from a mile away. We'll be right back. Uh, welcome to Verse Course Verse episode 169, Sven. 69. A drunk assessment, Sven. <laughs> 12 year old boy, aren't I? Where are you at? Um, are you sober? I'm not, I'm I hope not, not. Yeah, I'm doing all right. I I, yeah. I feel like I'm going to be disappointing some people because now you finally get to see my face and I'm not like falling out of my chair. You're, you're, it is kind of weird. I got to say. I don't think I've slurred. A word yet i probably have i have not from being I, drunk just because i I'm, can't speak <laughs> i'm speaking much better than i was uh when i was sober i'm feeling pretty good i've had a couple french 75s they're really strong we got to get back to talking about dave um here's a question for you and i may have to just vamp on it for a little bit because i don't know if you have but did you listen or have you listened before to dave matthew's solo album I have. Oh, ooh, ooh. You have. I have. So, do um, you have? Do you have thoughts on it? I do. It's. Hang on, I've got to pull up my because I added a couple of. I actually downloaded a couple of tracks that I really love. I, from I that. love that. Okay. I'm, um, I just put my hand up for a pause. Okay. Uh, when I yeah. Okay, so you you do know. The album Some Devil, Some Devil released in 2003. I think my first... So the first time I heard a song that was for that album was not on that album. I heard Gravedigger live. Oh, okay. I I wanted to find out, like, you know, where, where'd that come from? Like, what yeah. album was it on? So I, was, yeah. I can't remember if it was, like, on a live tracks or one of their live releases... And went back and found it on Some Devil. Um, so that's one of my... I think I liked it live better. It's me. <laughs> Weird. <laughs> Weird, huh? Although the acoustic version of it at the end of, of the album is... Like oh, a pretty, God, it's pretty, good. Yeah. It's, like, it's really good. I felt like that was my... like At the end of the album, like, oh, okay, they did something. <laughs> kind of like, <laughs> thank you, Dave. That kind of... I don't know why. It just has a different, less studio-y... Oh, yeah, it, anyway. Um, yeah, it totally does. It, it, yeah, I like it. I, I like it. But the other one that i so damn lucky. Um, that's a great song. That him, is him and Trey. Fine. That's my, yeah. Um, and Trey's on like four or five songs on there. Well, I think um, they basically, like Dave writes all these, but I think Trey was, I think they just were like, hey, we're Trey and Dave. Let's just go into the studio for a month and, and fucking, <laughs> see what comes yeah, out. Which smoke a bunch of pot and, Drink some Jack and yeah, yeah. They've done a lot of stuff together. Um, weirdly enough, and even like with like Jack Johnson and stuff. But anyway, yeah, like I'm I'm familiar with it. Um, I would say that like looking at the album credits before I listened to them kind of helped because I was like, okay, that's a list of and musicians it, that like I would I love all of those. Those are all like jammy guys. That's that, why I asked because <laughs> I was know? like, dude, I look. So this is why, okay, I think that if Sven and I both had to vote 
on the best Dave album that Dave was a part of when I was really studying for this and, and thinking harder. And I'd be like, I bet actually some devil would be high up there because a, there's a lot of that lone man kind of country esque vibe dude mm-hmm. alone in a bar drinking about the fuck ups in, in life. Yeah. But then you look at the fucking cast on this and, and it's so subdued and the writing is so like, you look at the cast and you think, Oh my God, this is going to be like insane, but it's not, it's just really well written. You're like, you brought up so darn lucky. Those fucking guitar parts are so goddamn gorgeous. Oh my God. I think like as much as we were just going on and on about like the superhero drummer, some devil is so well written. I didn't miss the rhythm section. That's Dave Matthews. Exactly. Like, yes, it it didn't. Yes. It didn't feel like it needed it. Like it was, I'm not, yeah, I'm not saying Dave needed proof that he didn't, that like Carter and Stefan aren't a crutch, but some devil is, I mean, th- th- I honestly, like, I won't dissect it today, but it could be a 10 out of 10 album. It's, Ooh. it's fucking phenomenal. And, and there, you know, you get to song, we'll, we'll talk about some of the specific songs later, but, uh, I'm, I'm so glad I was, I was actually like 70% expecting to be like, nah, didn't listen to it. <laughs> Studio album. Fuck that. Doesn't I even w- have Carter on it. Doesn't have stuff on. <laughs> Why the fuck would I ever listen to that? <laughs> well, it didn't have a drum machine. So that <laughs> helped. <laughs> That's um, true. And I will say that like researching for this episode, um, I did make sure I went and listened to, I have, I can now say I've listened to every Dave Matthews band studio album one time through. You listen to all of them one time. Wow. Yes. Now, not Jeesh. not all, like some of them I had heard one time before researching for this. So I didn't play those ones all the way through. But the last yeah. like six albums, I was pretty far behind. <laughs> what was weird That's... though is like I'm listening to it and I'm like, oh yeah, I know that song. Oh yeah, I know that song too. I'd like I'd kept up with their songs through mm-hmm. concerts, but like yeah. it was it was an interesting. It's interesting when you you know the live version and then you go back and get like hear the the studio version for the first time. It's a it's like the opposite of what normally happens. And yeah. that was a strange yeah. experience because there was times That's where really I was like, cool. "Here comes the, That's oh, cool. no that they don't do that." <laughs> okay. So you know? let me let me ask you: Are you the type of person that when that happens, you don't like it? You're like, oh, whoa, where's the, like, where's the, why is the guitar? Here's the thing that I love that Dave does, but it throws you off: is they'll switch from their studio albums to their live albums if they are soloing on the minor or the major parts. Yeah, and I love I love that, but I could see where like listening to a studio album and expecting like a. Mm-hmm. A, a major solo on Jimmy thing and getting a minor, it'd be like, what the, f- what the fuck are we doing here? You no, know? that that stuff actually is really cool to me. It's more the the songs are shorter. There's not as much of a yeah fly by the seat. not as much. I, I love the fly by the seat of your pants kind of feeling. Yeah. Like nobody knows what's gonna happen after this. <laughs> 
They hit that. Carter hit the snare drum 20 times in a row. What's coming next? It better be good. Better be good. If you're just going to start a song with. with, Yeah. (laughs) If you're just going to start a song with 34 seconds of Carter hitting the snare on on one beat. Yeah. Whatever's you, next, you better be good. Better be damn. But then good. they, then then, and that's what's amazing is this came out in ninety. Like, uh, ants marching comes out in ninety four on Under the Table and Dreaming. This is the same year that the fucking Blue album came out, and right. you know, fucking Core by St- or sorry, sorry, Purple by Stone Temple Pilots, and like this sort of shit. Jar of Flies, and they're coming out with ants marching where you hear a snare for thirty seconds. And then you get a harmonizing violin and sax. Yeah. Like for another, how like that. <laughs> like, yeah. Know, like how was that famous? How was that popular? Yeah. But it, it worked. It worked. Uh, and you know what? Okay. So this is something you asked me about the live st- and I like half answered, but one thing I, I, I have to just cram into this episode real quick is a, I have no idea what, Dave Matthew says in any of his lyrics, like even the the ones where I've tried to learn so that I can sing and play, I have no fucking idea. Like half the time, I think I'm making up words that sound kind of like syllables that come out of his yeah. mouth. But yeah. what that did for me is it's weird. I now, it, it's why I like 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 music and artists that sing in other languages because I started listening to Dave almost like he was scatting. Like it was just like syllabic. Just, it was just another. Well, in, in your defense, it's really hard shit. to understand a guy that's going like, what the go, what the baby? Like, what? It's like, true. you're not saying anything. Come on, it's man. True. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, it he is. <laughs> He's not easy to understand anyway. But yeah. What I found was that, like, I could actually still catch pieces of story and conversation and 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 like I love that meaning without knowing what any of the words were which is what I I loved about jazz you know I was already into that's jazz that's cool and then I yeah. that's when I started like realizing you could do that same stuff with rock music and pop music and like improvisation didn't just have to be for like you know saxophones and trumpets and like little jazz combos and stuff you didn't have to play yeah. bebop you could you could jam and I don't know. I feel like that's something from somewhere. Like, I don't know if a Rolling Stone article or something where Dave was like, yeah, like from 91 to 94, like we only had like three songs. So we, we, we really relied on like the jazz guys, <laughs> like, like Leroy and you know, like yeah. they would just stretch stuff out so we could fill out the set and stuff. And it's like, well, that's still, they never stopped doing that. Even after they had more than four songs, they've got like a bajillion songs and they get up on stage and like the, the, the studio song becomes like this freaking epic adventure, which is amazing. So, a little bit different every year. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to, I'm ambushing you Svend. Hmm. This is DL's ambush of the night. I should make that a thing. The ambush, ambush of, of the, the night. night. This should be drink. This is going to be interesting. <clears throat> and uh, grain of salt, because Sven is a really, really good person, as you regular listeners know. And the dude's 
I don't know. Maybe maybe he's had enough beer to speak ill of the dead. I don't know. But here we go. Dude, get me started Sven. on some Michael Bublé bull. He's not dead yet. You haven't killed him yet. Oh. <laughs> um, when we were in high school, I was adamant. But keep in mind, I had no idea how to play any sort of brass. No woodwinds. Nothing like that. You were very adamant that Leroy Moore was a mediocre player at best. And I mean like at best. Like you you kind of fucking hated him. And I, I think there was a little bit of a like you do not deserve to be in that band kind of thing. <laughs> but where do you stand on as you've grown older, do you feel that way now? Where where do you stand with Leroy Moore's uh playing? Uh okay. Um Definitely, there was some jealousy going on because <laughs> <laughs> tenor sax was my main instrument at that time, yeah. and uh, I was pretty hardcore about it. I yeah, think, you were. I think now, looking back, what I can say is he played down to make his saxophone parts relevant in the song and to also not make it a bebop chart. Or like a jazz chart, like he played to the song, oh. which, uh, in hindsight, that's what great musicians actually do. Like my favorite bass player of all time, Leland Sklar, plays some of the simplest stuff, but he has yeah, more number right. one hits recorded than any other bass player, and than most other like, yeah. musicians, right? So I think there's a little bit of that going on. But, like, he's not, like, like I wouldn't put him up there. Like, I don't know. Like, he's not like John Coltrane or something. I mean, he's good. No. Even, like, Michael Brecker and some of these other guys, James Mayer, that have, that, that are like, sax players that are more con- contemporary. I mean, I think I think Leroy could hold his own, and I think he was a way better player than I gave him credit for back in the day. He's more than mediocre. I'll, I'll, I will say that I was, like, mediocre is really... <coughs> mean i don't know that's but but i mean you know what's funny though is and i get that i totally get that and i think but i think so here's the thing and i will i i was putting sven on blast which isn't fair so i will put myself right there with him you and you and i have both played violin we both you know we both like i'm sure you're better at it than me but i've played violin a lot in my life and i'm i don't suck at it i I could say the same thing about Boyd. Like Boyd's great. Oh, yeah. He he can fiddle the shit out of some stuff, but he he doesn't rip shit the way that I would expect a Dave Matthews band member to rip shit. You no. know what I mean? Like no. it, it, I could say the same thing about Boyd that like, you know, if I was playing for a living, I would run circles around that guy. But <clears throat> that's the thing is there's something about his playing that even though it's very, it it's simple, even when he's soloing, it's fairly simple. Yeah. It, it just works so well with the band so well. See, I, I feel like I flipped and I think I'm going to be a little harder on Boyd. Oh, I, like I was hard on Leroy back then, but Boyd, I don't know. I feel like Lindsey Sterling can do backflips and dance in high oh, heels well, 
and yeah. still play like yeah. way cooler licks than Boyd just playing the same chord. Like that was his thing. He just he'd find a chord and then just fiddle it. Chord change. You know. Um which he, no, I totally agree. He he made the violin seem a little bit simpler than it was. Yeah, and it wasn't that he. I I, I feel like he could do more because he was like educated, and he played for like f- fucking 40, 40 years. When and which yeah. he left the band. By the way, we don't like. It's not we're not t- tiptoeing around it. To be honest, I don't really know what happened. I know that he got kicked out of the band because there were some allegations Alleg- about. Yeah him grooming like a, a like some younger males or something like, like that sexual misconduct allegations that he was adamant that he would defend himself in and out of court they settled out of court like the allegations in 2000 like 2018 they settled out of court oh that's recent don't know don't know what the settlement was i i, I didn't peep at that info but 2019 but he hasn't pl- he hasn't played with the band since right and he hasn't played they the i think the band's yeah. official statement was um we it, it's unfortunate like these allegations have come out we are there for our friend and we want him to take some time to focus on his health and uh, and then get they, better kind of a thing and that was that was their statement that's pretty i'm, I'm sure a very good lawyer drafted that up for them <laughs> Okay, hey, we are what? back. Yes, sir. Could mean a mountain to somebody else, and I might have just intended a molehill. <laughs> You're an insane fucking person. I'm insane, um, but you know what? That that quote, I'm just I'm sorry, I'm cutting you off. That that is like one of my favorite quotes about lyrics from the man what we're talking about right now. Dave said that? He said that. In in answering a question about the autonomy of art and how he says, I really like the idea that once you finish something, you put it in the world. It's no longer yours. And what it means, what you intended, doesn't matter anymore. Could mean a mountain to somebody else, and I might have just intended a molehill. And I think he was also talking about, like, when people try to guess the meaning of, like, crash or guess the meaning. You know, like, he's got some songs that are, like, like you said, like some of his lyrics are gibberish nonsense, but some of them are like, oh, you could like really dig. You could go down a yeah. rabbit hole. And someone was asking him about one of those, and he was just like, I, I, I don't know. You explain it to me. <laughs> like, sounds like you know more about it than I do. I wonder if, if much like uh, Foo Fighters, if he's been asked a bunch about specific songs and if they are about his sister. I bet that that's good. That must be not fun. Um, he, he does, you know, he has some songs that have some, like some of his lyrics are stupid and way too simple for me, but man, he has some good shit too. You know, he like, uh, it's, I have a give and take relationship with the song rhyme and I think it's rhyme and reason, right? I think that's the one that's about heroin, uh, that is, uh, the, he has a, a, one of my favorite lines of all time, which is super simple, is my head won't leave my head alone. That's such a good line. 
I, I mean, it's weird hearing a band like Dave Nafty's band sing a song about heroin yeah. <laughs> addiction. It's like, what the fuck do you guys know about heroin? Like, you, what are we doing? <laughs> like, you guys have smoked pot and that's it. Like, come on. <laughs> you guys you guys drink Jack and smoke pot. Right. Like, why are you singing about, singing heroin? about heroin? Yeah. <laughs> I feel like, though, he he kind of writes things that he doesn't he doesn't think about them that you know he doesn't analyze i don't think his own lyrics when he's writing them it's just like that fits it sounds good it makes okay yeah, exactly i think he does the beck thing where it's like it's all about syncopation it's yeah. all about where what fits in the song i don't give a fuck what like bartender him and him and tim playing bartender is one of the coolest things i've ever seen or yeah. and and bartender is him at his best and in order to make the lyrics fit he has he throws in barber please yeah. It's like, suddenly it's about a barber instead of a bartender. A bartender. Like, if you stop, if you stay, like, wait a minute, what? Barber, please. What the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> and, but that's like, to him, that delivery and being like, and, and his voice is it's so percussive. The way he delivers yep. lyrics, it's so, per, it's, it's a percussion instrument. And I love it that. It totally is. And so I can see how, like, to someone like that, it's like, well, the syllables are going to take precedent over the actual, like, word and meaning, and it's it's close. Like, <laughs> I could see how that would happen, it's but it's just like, it's, you know, bartender, barber. I, hey, I don't know. Maybe at Miller's, he was, like, slinging drinks and then, like, had some shears and some scissors over on the side. And, like, it you know, be. like, Jack and Coke Maybe. and a little snip. Maybe he's in, he's insinuating that he's Jesus the, was a barber to make make some scratch in his early teens. You know, nobody nobody ever talks about Jesus in his early teens. Who knows what the fuck that guy was carpenter, doing? Carpenter cutting hair. I don't know. He could. I, I mean, feel like carpenter would have been hair, later. Well, pencil. maybe not back then. Like you're probably full on professional by thirteen, right? Yeah, like you're married by then, right? Or right, that's yeah. just the girls. <laughs> I mean, I think it's both. <clears throat> um, he look. To me, lyrically, he's he's at his best when he is melancholy. And I, although he does, you know, the simple stuff that works with Dave is the the eat, drink, and be merry for tomorrow we die. Yeah. That's that's great. Like you want to hear that sort of shit coming out of Dave Matthews. But then you have like like some devil where he's got all these. Uh, what's the, the, excuse me, please. One more drink. Can you make it strong? I don't need to think, um, that like, no, that's, that's off of busted stuff. That's grace is gone. Sorry. But, uh, yeah, he, the reason that I said some devil is because there's a lot of songs like that on some devil, like yeah. stay or leave and, and those sort of things. Um, but yeah, lyrically he's got a lot of dumb shit and he's got a lot of really cool shit too and i think you're right i think it's all about syncopation for him i i, I want to know how to smoke a bumblebee <laughs> what lines what song is that from wasn't that from tripping billies what no, did dragons. you say smoke a bumble dragons were smoked bumblebees dragons were, were smoked bumblebees were stinging us Smoke. They weren't stinking us. Was he like? Man. Was they that like a re us. see? This is like what people do. Like that a reference to Puff, the Magic Dragon. Dragon was smoke. Dragon. Weird. Dave's talking about pot. Super weird. Maybe I don't know. You know, one time someone asked him if something was about his dad, 
And he's like, why? Because my dad died? I'm like, well, yeah. He's like, well, yeah. I guess, I don't know. My dog died. Could have been about my dog. <laughs> <laughs> that was in the GQ interview. <laughs> I don't, it's like, have you... Have you listened to my lyrics? I don't give a fuck. I don't care. <laughs> I like, Wait, <laughs> yeah. I think it was like right after that that he was like, I don't know. It sounds like you know more about the song than I do. So you tell you tell oh, me what it's that's, about. That's fantastic. Um, Are there any songs, Sven, that stick out to you uh, for Dave? Like, look, Dave Matthews Band, uh, I'll be straight. As I've gotten older, I listen to it to to hear Carter. I do. <laughs> but uh, there are songs that Dave, to me, rips shit on, that he shines. Uh, are there songs like that for you? And, and, and actually, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's do that first. Are there, are there songs like that for you where, where Dave really shines? Not like, not like in the way that like, like a soloist or like a... To me, he shines as like a maestro like he's you know like you watch a symphony the 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 conductor like he does that while he's doing the 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 voice and the and his guitar parts like we already talked about some of his the way he he plays guitar and stuff like crazy you have to disconnect your guitar brain from your vocal brain and i think he even describes like practicing that like trying to play like he'd write a riff and then he would just try to loop like just keep playing the riff and just talk to somebody to see if he could disconnect yeah the muscle you know (laughs) so to me where he shines and where i'm just blown away is when like him leading the band like because he's he's giving cues he's giving direct like all the improvisation all the fly by seat of your pants and stuff that's like spontaneous it's spontaneous but it's also directed like he's giving so many cues and they're all talking. It's how he does and, that while still like remembering lyrics and remembering those crazy guitar parts. Well, I mean, he doesn't remember his lyrics. He's, he's yeah. seen something different. All but the, something comes no, out. You're, you're t- <laughs> and everyone's like, come yeah. Out. yeah, you know, and it's, and it's um, on beat. You're totally and there's right. enough syllables. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. No, you're totally right. I do. It, it, I love. So there, these other things about Dave playing that I love. And I love one of the things that really stuck with me with Dave that, that was so unique about him and makes him such a good band person that makes it just work with him having these incredible band members is he is a chord riff guy. Like he's not, most all bands are, are chords or their riffs, you know, you got your black keys, you got your Jack white, you got that sort of thing, or you got your Weezer. Dave brought this thing where he'd play, like we were talking about, he'd play an A flat and then he'd like do a little dink three note riff and dive into a D. Like it was this, it was the coolest thing. Like Lie in Our Graves, where it's the Glenn and I got dun dun, or Jimmy thing where it's the dun 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 dun. He like he he was so he was like he's not dead. <laughs> uh, he is so good at that, yeah. and I I absolutely love that. And then the other thing that he started doing after he I think it was after he realized just how incredible of a band he had was he started doing these like two note chords. Yes, 
He's yeah. And I've, when I, the first time I saw that I've emulated it ever since, because as a rhythm guitarist, Mm -hmm. it, it makes all the other shit in your band just shine. Oh yeah. And he, he is the king of that. He is so, he figured he, that's how, you know, he's an amazing band leaders because he was like, what can I do on? What is the minimal amount I can do on this guitar? That's just going to, that's going to fill it enough to make everybody else sound amazing. Like that's, that's him. All you beginner guitar players that like just heard Dave say that go play the root note and then play the third of the chord an octave up. Just do that. That's it. And you can just use these two fingers, index and middle finger. And you will sound like Dave Matthews. Yep. And what's crazy is if every now and then you let your hand loosen up so some of the open strings kind of come through, <laughs> it, it sounds works. like you're Dave Matthews' band. Like playing all the different parts. It works. Which is why you don't need to do this with your hands. Yes. You can but you can it. if you want. <laughs> but you can if you do want. this and then you looks... add the this and the this. Because then you look it like actually King sounds Crimson. really good. It does sound really good. Because <laughs> then you can actually hit the root above the third. So you have exactly. the root, third root. But oh, it's so good. The song when I realized that Dave was just his own thing in like even though he he would never be a Stevie Ray Vaughan or a Jimi Hendrix that he deserved to be up in that stratosphere was so much to say. Hmm. There's some that that guitar riff is so frantic. Yeah. That that <laughs> I love that. <laughs> like it's it's up chord down do dot dot dot. It doesn't like I don't understand how you write that. Yeah. That's the thing about it. And then how you who, sing who the syncopated so much to say, so much to say. Like yeah. how, you, how you rhythmically line that out in your brain so that your hands and your yeah. mouth. And, it, and, and in the <laughs> same time, what he's doing is we, what we were talking about earlier is, you know, he's like, uh, hell is the closet and I'm stuck inside. And instead of, it could be a really easy chord where it's just ding, ding, ding. But instead, you see his fingers, and he's don't bump, 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 bump. It's like God, yeah. what are you doing to yourself, man? You but know, it sounds—you'll never hear anything else like it. Dave Matthews must be really good in a threesome. <laughs> <laughs> like, dude can keep track of. Plus, his hands can like, and he's got coverage. <laughs> Plus he's famous, so he's probably been in a plus bunch he's of them. Fa- plus he's yeah, got experience in that department. Yeah. Uh, and then you have songs like Gray Street, where like we were talking about, it's you know the two note chords, the blam 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 but the the configuration, the simplicity that that lets the rest of the band shine, and that is one song where his lyrics are incredible where he's painting the story of this girl that is just stuck in this life that she never, like she dreamed herself a thousand times around the world, but she can't get out of this place. Like the, the amount of people that have lived that life, 
it's it's God, it's such a well written song. There, that's there's there's the so much to say part of Dave that's just showing off his chops and is incredible. And then there's the Gray Street, which is just a simply written, amazingly beautiful song. He's he's very good at both. Yeah, I I think that's what <laughs> one one of the reasons I love when I hear him do collaborations with other musicians is that he can fit whatever role is necessary. He's so flexible. Like he can do the, the super simple or he can also like do yeah. like the super complicated rhythms and weird, you know, and, and so, I don't know, like he's, he's done some stuff with Jack Johnson and Trey Anastasio that like I've thought is like almost, almost, I don't almost like think is better than <laughs> like stuff he does with his own band. <laughs> We we <laughs> I uh you know it's funny I remember when I was a little uh, very young uh and I had I have an uncle who I very much like always worshiped and you know the kind of the big brother syndrome and his musical taste was everything to me and the one guy that I was trying to show him was Dave was like dude you just you just got to you just got to check out Dave and he didn't, he's, he's like a punk rocker at heart. So he's not like, I don't give like that shit sucks, you know? But then one day, years later, one day he's like, okay, dude, I watched Dave Matthews storytellers and <laughs> it's him That's like going one. through the songs and then playing them. And he's like, that dude is insane. Yeah. And I felt I've never felt so vindicated in my life. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, you know why he he responded initially to Dave Matthews that way? Because what? of the studio albums. <laughs> so I got to say something, Sven. Okay. And you're rarely going to hear this on this podcast, <laughs> but I have been studying very hard for this for a couple weeks. And I got to say, you are right. Listening to the live shit, it's just, it just hits different with Dave. It really does. Like, there's a couple songs where I will be a staunch defender of like, dude, this is so amazing in the studio. And we don't, we don't even have to bring them up. But man, listening to some of these songs live, uh, I was like, God damn. Like there's this band just needs to be heard live. It just does. Does it do, in all the incarnations of the band. <laughs> like I feel, I feel like every time the, the, like the band changes, like they rotate a new member in and out. Like I get a little like, uh, you know, I'm, yeah. I'm like irritated. Yeah. Just like even if it's for good reasons or whatever, it's, it's <laughs> like, this is, uh, you're breaking up the chemistry. Cause that's what it is. It's chemistry. And what's nuts it is totally they're always is. able to find. Maybe it's okay. I just had a. I just had a thought. I was always thinking like maybe they're always able to like have auditions and find these people that are just the perfect fit. No, but maybe it's they're just that. a band that makes other people fit. Like because of the type of band that they are, like a new person can really easily Spend. just. Just they they have Carter Beaufort and Stefan Lassard. 
Because long as those two members don't they rotate would be, they out, would be, they'd be fucking amazing. <laughs> Bring in whatever trumpet player you want. Yep, it what, don't no. fucking matter, man. Um, yeah, it, it, look, there's some other song. Let's actually, yeah, no, I want to do that. I want to go song to song in on some that I'm I know that you've heard because there are songs that Dave has written. And keep that in mind. This is the reason that Dave deserves to be talked about. It's not just like it's not that he founded the band and it's not he's the most important one. He's not the most important one for Sven and I, and that will be proven in our next episode. But <laughs> it's the Dave Matthews band. And <clears throat> he's the writer. He writes these songs. He writes a song like, okay, so I'm going to talk about one of my favorite songs now. And even though it was a hit, I, uh, with Dave Matthews, typically it's the hit songs that I like the least, mm-hmm. but the one that I think hit the hardest and was so amazing is don't drink the water. Oh, and it's That's like it's, the, the post-apocalyptic, like I've conquered all this and now I'm looking back at everything that I've like walked over. No, that's, over that's like, uh, that's, that's like British people. That's like the founding of America is what that is, is we came oh. to this land and yeah. we said to the native Americans like, Hey, thanks for the land guys. Uh, peace out. That's, what don't drink the water is. don't have to and justify any of it yep yeah yeah yep i have no time to justify to you to fools you're blind move there aside you go me. see okay i yeah i get credit for like having one word of the lyric you right? did great yeah <laughs> uh do you remember who a uh, guest sings on that song oh shit super random uh, one of your favorite drummers of all time was her drummer for a small period of time. Alan- Wait, Alanis Morissette yeah. is on that? You know, you know that like that like bemoaning like kind of wail towards the end. That's a female. That's Alanis Morissette. It's <laughs> Alanis Morissette. Isn't that crazy? They could have just used the sample, but they got Alanis <laughs> they Morissette. Totally could have. It was pointless. It'd been like ten thousand dollars cheaper. <laughs> Had, That's why the next the album, they, they just shit. went ahead and... Yeah. Oh, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> no, that song is so incredible. And it's uh, there's there are very, very rare times where Dave has a, a sort of uh, uh, angry... I'd almost call it like an angry swagger. You know, songs like Halloween mm-hmm. or, or Don't Drink the Water to me is the best one, but... There, there's a, there's very few times that he does it, but when he does it, it's, it's, it really hits. And don't drink the water to me is a, is a big one. He gets that like raspy, like that, that growl in his voice. Like he, he's yeah. not like a normal, like you don't think of him as like a growly kind of singer. No. But like Halloween, don't drink. The, like he has a quality in his voice that like it. Ooh. Yeah. Rhyme and reason. Bite, like a little. He's, yeah. Doing like the regression. needle to the vein thing. Yeah. yeah. He's. Yeah. Hmm. But then he's got, you know, he. And then, and then there are songs that he does where it's just the writing where there's, there's the lion are graves or there's, you know, the, the lion are graves. The, the instrumental three fourths through 
where they're doing the, they're just doing the chord hits, the bam, bam. And they, they change it to minor and then they go back to major for three minor for one. Like there's little things like that, that he writes it, 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 the, the, the incredibleness of his band would not be able to shine if it wasn't for him writing parts like that. Yeah. And that's another good example of just like, even just like the, the main riff, the bum, 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 like the, 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 the phrasing of that is so weird compared to what you would expect, <laughs> like most guitar players to riff. Yeah. Which gives guys like all the jazz guys or in like the Carter Bofords and the, like these thing accents to just play off of. And yeah, he, it's not just this song, but like his guitar parts are just rhythmically and phrasing like just it, it's different. It's so it's yeah, yeah. The way he it's very different. The way he counts things out in his head and the way he yeah it it opens up so many opportunities. I think that's why that's why when the band gets to just like cut loose and do stuff live, it becomes so magical. No, I agree. I agree. Um, let, you know, there's a couple other songs that I'd, I'd like to talk about. Um, you know, we talked about gray street so much to say, don't drink the water bartender line or gray. Like this is, this is the thing about Dave is uh, I could, I could go off forever about some of the stuff he's written. Um, we already talked about some devil and the fact that, you know, just like stuff like, or stuff like grace has gone off of busted stuff, which I don't remember the exact story about busted stuff, but it was, it ended up like coming out. It, this was during the Napster days and it ended up getting oh. ripped and coming out first. So they're just like, fuck yeah. it. We'll just come Got out leaked. with it. Yeah. 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 Um, but let's, do you have any final thoughts on Dave? Like, well, I was going to ask you it? if you had a favorite, Dave guitar riff. Yes, I do. Um, well, so we already talked about so much to say, which is, which is just a fucking beast, but you know what? I've got a couple actually. So the song on crash, uh, by the name of drive and drive out. Yeah. The that's it oh yeah it's like like hey band here's like the best fucking swaggery blues riff ever for you guys to just go off on yeah i mean that's to me that's dave in a nutshell yeah. really like what, what about out. you driving drive. yeah um my two i've got two going a different direction slightly granny i like it and Christmas song. Granny's so good. It's Chris- so good. Yeah. And then like the Chris- Christmas song, I think is probably the one that has always to me been like the, just trying to count it <clears throat> is weird. <laughs> and that's, I feel like even, even satellite is easier to play and sing than that one. And I don't know why, but there's I something about that. it. I I could even like they don't he doesn't even have to sing he could just play that riff over and over and I would just like that's a cool I don't I know f- I feel like I used to play that in high school and I do remember you know those songs 
where you, where when you're in the middle of playing, you get super relieved when you get to like the easy chorus or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Like, and then all of a sudden you're like, you're at yeah. the end. Love, love, love. Oh, yeah. oh thank God. It's like, yeah. oh God, now I got to get back to the fucking. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and like granny with like the, like the sliding around. Yeah. What the, the time. You're right. The time signature in that is fucked. Yeah. But, but it totally this is. The is. Thing. It doesn't matter because your drummer is Carter Beaufort. <laughs> <laughs> and so it doesn't matter what meter, he's going to just subdivide it all down into like these, yeah. you know, like. Yeah, don't worry, I got you. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> I do lo- I do love the guitar riff on Rhyme or Reason. The. Yeah. I love the. Uh, those the, jumps and the, again because his yeah. fingers have to be like five miles apart. <laughs> Which that wouldn't sound the same if you were playing a chord and you're like ba da 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 da. It wouldn't. It, it wouldn't, wouldn't be all be disjointed. Frantic. It would sound way too connected and way too like legato. He knows and what he's doing. Strong. He knows yeah. what he's doing. He does. Um, Even if it's by accident. Do, yeah, like I said, I really do love all the like the grace is gone and the stare leave and the um you know some devil the song some devil the the you that's a good line too you said always and forever it's such a long lonely time that's a that's a brutal lyric especially when you when you add in that song he there's the line the the like too drunk and still drinking it's just mm-hmm. the way i feel like this is a dude that is had his heart crushed Stomped. and yeah it's there he's 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 good at that like brutal drinking country sort of yeah thing he really is yeah i want to hear dave matthews country album <laughs> i mean some devil was it's not country by any means but some devil kind of had the it kind of had the the ethos of a country album yeah it kind of you know, it's like I'm gonna go off and do my own thing, and I'm drinking, and I'm a just a guy with my guitar with a couple of friends. And imagine, I don't think he's si- imagine it was possible for that. him to collaborate. Actually, never mind. I'm not too good. That's another rabbit hole. I'm gonna I'm gonna save that for like episode, like whenever we come back to talk about the full band, because I've got some like awesome in in the third one of these when we talk about like all the other ones that aren't Dave and Carter. Uh, we need to do like a, if, if there were like people that could be in the band and I will, I'm going to save us for that. Ooh, like us. If we well, could yeah. be in the band. I mean, that would be pretty cool. I would have, I would have played everything Leroy could and more. <laughs> Rest in peace. Um, Dave Matthews. Uh, yeah. I, we have expressed that we're big fans Incredible writer, incredible guitar player. I, I so here's a question for you, Sven. Would you say that Dave Matthews is an underrated guitar player? Yeah, so much. So so yeah, very much underrated. Love that, because I would too. Yeah, very much so. I think people think of him as a either a annoying frontman or. A guy that that was blessed with a really good band, but uh, yeah, well, I he, think he's you, he's pretty. If you don't if you don't try to play his guitar parts, you have no idea how underrated he is because it sounds so simple. If you don't play guitar, it sounds so simple. Even if you do play guitar, 
He makes it sound so simple. Sometimes. See, he knows what's Sometimes. up. Sometimes. If you can count it. <laughs> if you can count it. Sven knows what's up. I know what's up. Uh, hey, that's Dave Matthews. Uh, we, we're we happy. There's going to be a lot more of this. I mean, it turned into a double episode, which, <laughs> I mean, I don't... Were, you, were we that surprised, Sven? I, I, I think we kind were. of just assumed. <laughs> yeah. And then pretended uh, to be surprised. Versecoursefirst.com. And then he pretended to be surprised <laughs> at Verse Course First Pod. Hey, everybody, join us next week. Rachel and I are here for a Here's Where You're Wrong. And uh, Sven, I'll ask you a question going, to, hinting to what the Here's Where You're Wrong is going to be about. Mm-hmm. If you were to rank all the albums in the world, two questions. A, should live albums count? And B, should greatest hits albums count? Dude, you know my answer to both of those, and I think I know whose side um, I'm going to be on. <laughs> yes and yes, and going down. So Sven wants all the greatest hits albums. Give them all to him. Yeah. Oh, damn it. Yeah. I mean, if somebody's already like rifled through it and 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 figured out like you know. What, what I want to listen to playlist. first, I can dig deeper later. Uh, Sven, it was so good <laughs> to get to talk to you always, again. Always, likewise. Yeah. I'm not, you know, hey, I, I love Evil and Rachel and all, but come on. Hey. <laughs> JK, JK, guys. God, don't, uh, don't get me hey, in trouble uh, with the rest listen- of the crew. Like yeah, I'm getting myself in trouble. I, I, I know you got to, uh, you got to work with them, but <laughs> I do. They love, they love you. They, you know, I'm consistently walking on eggshells. Hey, uh, this was a blast listeners. Uh, st- stick around for next week. Video, audio, all that stuff. We're all over the place. Go back and listen to the stone temple pilots one. Go back farther and listen to when Sven and I talked about Dr. Dre and ice we didn't talk about Ice Cube. I almost said Ice Cube. What? That would be cool. to say, I love Ice Cube. I love Ice Cube. But it's only audio, so you didn't get to see our beautiful faces. Um, everybody, good night. Good night. And good luck. Good night.